0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Good News Podcast. Today we have a guest named Steve Anderson, and Steve is one of those people that seems to be more than one person in one body because of all that he does. He is a litigation lawyer in Toronto. He is also the deputy mayor of Shelburne, and he found time to write a book. We're gonna talk about his new book that's just been released called Driven to Succeed. I think you're gonna really enjoy this one. Let's dive in. Well, welcome everyone. We have a very uh, special guest with us today. His name is Steve Anderson, and I have no question you're going to enjoy getting to know Steve, but also some of the amazing initiatives that Steve is a part, particularly around young people and particularly around a new book that he has just released. We'll get into that. But hey, Steve, I thought a great place to start was was just this, this sense of your calling to help young people and, and why that matters and where that, that comes from. Because, you know, there's, there's lots that a guy like you can do. You, you, you have your, I know, your hand in, you know, many different places because that's how God wired you. And that's amazing. But particularly around young people, your heart is leaning towards that. So where is that coming from? What's, what's that all all about as you think about it?
1: Oh, thank you. And thanks for having me, first and foremost. I really appreciate this opportunity. I guess it was divine intervention, so to speak. Right on. Um, where, where it starts from, you know, growing up in a, a troubled neighborhood in Toronto, the Jane Finch community, um, you start to get an understanding of the importance of people extending a hand to give you a break and an opportunity. And I was one of those fortunate uh, kids growing up in that neighborhood to be extended that hand. Uh, in fact, it was a teacher. Uh, I was all over the place. Uh, there were periods of time in my life where I was getting into trouble after the separation of my parents, and I speak about that in the book. Uh, But it was one teacher that really identified my work ethic at that time in grade 11 and said, hey, Steve, you know what? I think uh, you'd be a a great lawyer one day. Uh, And it was really that confirmation that I got from her that really changed the trajectory of my thinking and my focus and led me on that path. And so when you experience that and see the benefits of that, uh, it's hard not to go back and extend that opportunity uh, to somebody else that you know. Uh, likely needs it, and so for me, that's where it starts. It's about giving back after I, I've already received. Wow, wow,
0: that's incredible that that this this seed got planted by a teacher in in grade eleven. You said, you know, and, and I I just think sometimes you know we we never know how powerful the words that we say are, how that can really influence a, a life. I, I mean, I I love I love that 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 a teacher simply by suggesting that you had it in you to become a lawyer would really be part of God's work in you to lead you where, where you are, where you are today. That's, that's, that's just incredible. Steve, you know, as you, as you think about your upbringing um, a a little bit, what, what are some of the things that that you, you remember because my sense is that's that's a huge part of, of who you are today and and maybe you know the good the bad the ugly if you will the 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 challenges and the joys um yeah that all part of what led to this now where you're at
1: mm-hmm. yeah sure you know it's uh i you know i come from a, a big proud jamaican family uh i have uh, uh seven siblings and you know life started off very well when we moved from toronto area in toronto uh to the jane uh, unfortunately, there was the separation of my parents. And so we always had a, a loving and supportive household. And then that sort of turned uh, everything upside down. Um, and in, in a lot of Caribbean households, there's not that you know, sit-down conversation, not to overly uh, generalize and stereotype, but there's not a, a lot of sit-down conversations following these kinds of events to say, hey, listen, how are you feeling? How are you doing? Do you think we need some intervention on the outside mm-hmm. to come in and make sure everybody is okay? And we just sort of figured it out on our own. Um, and for me, I had difficulty figuring it out on my own. And, and again, uh, that led me to now surrounding myself with uh, the wrong company, and getting into trouble. And it was after getting suspended uh, when I was in high school, I was attending Westview Collegiate to and Finch, and I got suspended my first semester. Uh, and uh, my mom came home uh, from work when she was called and told. And I was expecting a different form of punishment, uh, to be honest with you, but she looked in my eyes with this uh, sense of disappointment, and and I remember her telling me that, Steve, you know that you could do better, and I know that you could do better. And it was really that that changed sort of my attitude towards um, making the right decisions and wanting to surround myself with the right people. And so when we talk about divine intervention and God's hand in all of this, Mm. it was almost as if God just opened up. Uh, the, the windows of heaven, and placed these friends that I met as soon as I got back from my my suspension. That really changed my attitude, and um, you know, really encouraged me, inspired me to want to be better and not be a victim of my circumstance. And so, I really owe a lot to the hard work ethic that I saw that my mom exhibited in, in the home, never making any excuses um, and uh, never complaining. And so I had that to, to to witness firsthand. And I certainly had that of, of my friends and obviously God's uh, hand in all of this as well. So, you know, I'm very thankful. And again, you know, anybody who reads the book will see that uh, I'm very mindful and intentional to allow the reader to know that it's just not by luck or chance or even just hard work mm-hmm. yeah. that God has uh, a plan. And he certainly had a plan in my life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And again, I just don't want to miss the power of your story and I, which is which is really everybody's story we all have people in our lives who plant seeds who incur- the word encouragement is really Popping up to me is you know this this teacher that encouraged you even even high school was maybe a difficult time it sounds like for you Steve but but this person still saw something down deep in you and encouraged you and your mom like like you said like I I love it your mom could have came at you quite differently it sounds like it even surprised you looking back eh? and I I suspect the Holy Spirit was leading her like even no this this boy needs some encouragement you know and to encourage you I I there's better you you can do better I mean man that's 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 amazing I I just don't want to miss. Man, as we go about our life day to day, we have the opportunity. To, we don't need to be in big positions and big organizations. We have the opportunity every day, wherever we are to encourage people and to change somebody's life. Like that's anyway, thank you. So, so, so much. I, we, we got to get into this book. I mean, th- Like a, this is, this is exciting. Um, Steve, the book is called driven to succeed. And uh, what, what are some of the key pieces of, of the book that that people can expect if they, uh, if they pick it up? And I really hope that they do, we will do our very best to pr- promote this book. Cause I, I just know it'll be a blessing to people, but, but as you, as the author, you know, the, 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 the originator of where this has come from, what are some of the pieces that that you think will be important and helpful for people?
1: Well, first of all, I think where they're going to get is a real authentic uh, journey uh, of my life. Uh, I think it was important for me not to allow people just to see the finished product the uh, successes that I have now and just think that it was an easy and straight road. And so uh, again, I was very intentional of being vulnerable in the book. Uh, I thought that if it was going to resonate with the reader that, uh, I had to scratch beyond the surface mm-hmm. uh, and even doing that that was difficult uh, sort of going down memory lane and reliving these, uh, these instances. But what I hope at the end of the day is that uh, they are inspired. Uh, you don't have to grow up in Jane Finch uh, to experience uh, difficulties and challenges that uh, no matter where we are, we could live in in, in Rosedale and the better parts of Toronto, but we all experience obstacles and challenges. Mm-hmm. And so the real message is it's not where and how you start, it's how you decide to finish. Mm-hmm. um and we all have challenges but it's how we respond to those challenges that define our future and our legacy and so that's really the main thing is and so yes uh i, I target the youth but this is for anybody uh anybody could uh, use a bit of inspiration especially in the times that we're living in right now and that hope maybe somebody is stuck in one gear right now and is just looking for that push and what i'm hoping that this story will do is just give them exactly that
0: mm-hmm. You mentioned um, just just the change that can happen from a from a tough situation, bringing and bringing life out out of that, uh, redeeming sometimes the things that have happened in our life. And and you mentioned this earlier, Steve. Like I I think it's really important too that sometimes people can become um, victims of, of of their experiences in a way that they don't see possibilities. And that's clearly not your mo. That's not how you operate. And and that's a I would see that as that's really inspiring. And because We're all going to go through difficult things in life it's just a part of life um but how we how we grow through them how we move through them so what would be an example in the book of something that was a challenge for you growing up or whenever it might be and that got turned to an opportunity or to uh to that got redeemed in 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 some ways to something that was different from what it had been at one at one point in time
1: Oh, geez, where, where i begin <laughs> uh, there there are plenty of those uh, instances uh, throughout uh, the uh, the book uh, again you know whether it was um you know the separation of my parents uh could have really put me down yep. a really serious long-term path uh you know uh, um, certainly hanging with the wrong crowd uh, certainly could have had a, a negative outcome and i speak about you know witnessing the the arrest of some of my friends when we were coming out of the Jane and Finch mall. Uh, so that mm-hmm. could have certainly led to a negative outcome, but it didn't, mm-hmm. um, you know, being placed in ESL, uh, when I was in grade seven, you know, transitioning from grade six to grade seven, I was immediately placed into ESL. Uh, didn't understand why, uh, you know, the sense of embarrassment, uh, that I felt, uh, when that, you know, the teacher would knock on that door in homeroom and everybody sat and gathered there and And would come and call my name and here I was singled out and I could hear the whispers and the murmurs and and the laughter. Uh, So there were many uh, challenges and obstacles along the way. But um, there was just something in me where I just had this mental fortitude, as you mentioned earlier. That, uh, And it really came from, you know, really two things. One was I didn't want to disappoint my mother for the sacrifices that she had made. And so despite all the stuff that I was going through, that was still in my mind, even when I was going through the bad stuff, that eventually I got to pull myself out of this because I don't want to disappoint her. And We talked about the conversation that her and I had after right. the suspension. Um, and the other was, what's the alternative? Hmm. The alternative in growing up in, the, in that kind of community is falling into lowered expectations uh, of people who live in that community. Uh, You know, what good could come from Jane and Finch? That sounds familiar, doesn't it? What good could come from Nazareth? Uh, What uh, good could come from Jane and Finch? Um, You know, another black male, maybe arrested, uh, falling victim to gang violence, uh, maybe worse yet, even dead. Uh, So the alternative was uh, um, another spark, if I may put it that way, Mm. to facilitate that drive to succeed.
0: Mm. Wow. Yeah. Kind of like a motivation almost for you. To reverse that trend and and uh yeah yeah no and, and i think our messaging is so important eh? you know because um because of some of the stories that have come out of uh out of jane finch and and not that there aren't challenges and you know don't want to dismiss that but i think sometimes we 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 too quickly only see that and and i love the importance of the messaging that certainly you were blessed internally and now clearly are sharing publicly like that's i hope that's a part of what people get out of the book as well steve that they they recognize that in no place in in god's economy is there only negative like there's there's blessing in jane and finch and there's hope for jane and finch and there's opportunity for amazing people to have a a new life and a different life and and even when you go back to that your experience around the um esl and being Pointed out by the teacher, and that. So, my my wife Katrina is a high school math teacher here in in, in Peel, and and they're working. I'm, I'm sure you're familiar. With it, they're working very hard at de-streaming in their in their starting in grade nine, and really, really training the teachers to have a different mindset, to have a different vocabulary, um, to handle situations a little more sensitively, understanding that there's a background to everybody's story, and particularly when we talk about um anti black racism to really try to reverse that trend so that those experiences that you had don't happen anymore people still get help and get to where they need to get to but not not called out in a way that that you know this is this is a, a this was a negative situation for you so thankful that God has turned it into a, a positive and taken your drive and done something so good with it. But anyway, I'm really, I'm really hearing that today and how important it is that work that we're all trying to do collectively um, to, to create a, a, a more um, equitable uh, life for, for all people, it, you know, and, and just, you know, around that um, piece, Steve, love, love to to talk a bit about how important the work of, of anti-black racism is. And, and I know, um, that's how we first met. We were on a call together uh, where together we were we were praying and discerning and talking about what can we do to bring reconciliation, to bring racial justice where all people would be treated e- equal, uh, regardless of the color of their skin or their their background or where they're from. and and uh, that's an important conversation that that we just don't want to draw. We want to keep having that conversation so we can keep making the change. So yeah, just just what are some of your reflections? Um, on on the work that we need to do there. And maybe even there's pieces in the book that help us with that as well.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm, I I guess let me start by saying that I'm going to um, reposition sort of the the conversation with respect to that. Um, As believers, uh, it's incumbent upon us uh, to follow God's lead. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have the example of Jesus's life in the Bible and how he treated yeah. other individuals so this is not the work of just one community or one individual uh as faith believers as christians uh it is our responsibility to mirror uh the attitude and the behavior of the person that we call christ right yeah. and so uh that should in itself demonstrate the importance of the work that we all have yeah. to make sure that our brothers and sisters are treated with fairness and equality and justice, because at the end of the day, there's going to be a higher power mm. that's going to hold us accountable and ask us, well, what did we do mm. uh, when these situations arose? Did we stand silent? It's like the parable of the coins, right? Yeah. I gave you some, and what did you do with it? And so we have a responsibility uh, to, when we see these things to act accordingly so that uh, we could demonstrate the light that God wants us to shine. So is the work important? Absolutely it's important, but it's important across the board to be an example. And so what it requires us to do, as you talk about uh, the work of educators and others like yourself and and me included, is we have to be prepared to scratch beyond the service. Mm. Uh, So whether that's in our personal relationships at home, with our children, uh, in church or in the workplace, or even in social advocacy. Uh, it's not enough to say to a person, hey, are you okay? And before they could respond, you're walking away. Obviously, mm-hmm. you're not prepared to scratch beyond the service because mm-hmm. if you are, it requires heavy lifting. You're going to have to roll up your sleeves. And a lot of people, unfortunately, are not prepared to do that. Yeah. And so if we are committed to that, uh, I think we could do very well. If we're not, we're going to continue to struggle.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, so well put, Steve. Steve. Let, let's, let's scratch a, a bit below the surface if we could, I, I, I like that phrase. Yeah. So when, when you say that, um, what are some of the things that you think we, again, collectively could, could be doing, um, where are some of the, the issues that, that, um, aren't yet where they need to be, uh, where are the places that are being, being maybe hidden <laughs> under the rug that need to be lifted up and, and openly talked about and, and bring change to that. Yeah. I'd love to kind of dig a little deeper on that one. Yeah.
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, look, I mean, you talked about uh, uh, anti-Black racism. Uh, We've seen what's happening with our Indigenous brothers and sisters. And so uh, it's incumbent upon us uh, to become aware of the issues, Uh, you know, not to have our our heads buried in the proverbial sand. Um, And so, A, become aware, want to learn, want to listen. And then after all of that, then be prepared to take action. Um, There's certainly enough. Of these instances that are happening around Islamophobia, etc., etc. et cetera. There's a lot of hate yeah. uh, in this world. And, you know, we could attribute that to sin, of course. And so it's incumbent upon us to learn, listen, and respond. Yeah. Uh, and this is what I mean. We all have a responsibility and we can't shy away from that responsibility. Oh, this is too big for me to change. I'm only one individual. And so having conversations like this I hope uh, will help move the dial, uh, you know, move the needle, as they would say, where people will listen to this and say, you know what, even in my smaller part of the neck of the woods, if I put it that way, there's something that I could do. And whether that's just simply speaking up, speaking to my children, uh, you know, reading materials or listening to podcasts like this, we all have a role to play. Yeah. And I think if we're all pulling in the right direction, we, uh, you know, we could see a better outcome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. No, and I love that you've um, expanded to all people. You know, when we think about our, our indigenous peoples, when you think about our, our Islamophobia, some of the things that we face over the course this past year, the, the LGBTQ plus community, there, there's just, there's no room for hate, man. Life's tough enough. And uh, yeah, if we go back to Jesus, as you originally started this part of the conversation, it's all about love and how do we, how do we love people and create this world that, that God really came um, to bring to bring into the kingdom in, of God into into onto planet Earth and we get to play a part in, in that and this is so so important. Um, oh man, uh, Steve, I'd love to come back to the book a little little bit and even writing a book. Uh, um, how did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> how did you do that? You 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 have um, full time work, a, a couple jobs that you're working at as far as a litigation war, a lawyer and and deputy mayor. Um, with with Shelburne man like like you've got a a very busy life already my my sense is how in the world did you find time (laughs) to write a book and what was what was the process because for some people maybe it's not writing a book but maybe it's a project that they've always wanted to do or or even something around the house they're just not getting to and my sense is in order to pull off writing a book with all that's going on in your life you you had to discipline yourself and make some time. This this doesn't just happen. So love to hear a bit on on how how that process worked for you.
1: Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, um, uh, I wasn't previously able to discipline myself enough because you're right; I was too busy. But here's one thing I think that will resonate with people who are listening: um, the pandemic is what allowed me to write the book, uh, and the reason why is because the pandemic, like for everybody else it really slowed life down to a halt. Many of the things that I was out and about doing, whether I was going to the restaurant, maybe going to the movies, traveling, uh, uh, in addition to the work uh, that you mentioned, uh, was now all gone. And even the work itself, uh, I'd be traveling about an hour and 30 minutes on the highway one way to get to work and then traveling that pathway back uh, home. A lot of time spent doing other things other than maybe uh, contemplating doing something like this. So it wouldn't have been possible, I believe, uh, to be quite honest, without the pandemic really slowing things down. So I was actually at my mom's place in Brampton at the beginning of the pandemic. And the thought occurred to me as I was sitting on her bed. Uh, and I'm like, you know, people have been telling me about this before. Hey, Steve, you probably should write a book. I've told my story many times. I do a number of speaking engagements. And the thought came to me that if I'm going to do it, the time is now. And I, I swear to you, it was like divine intervention. I look over to the dresser And there was a a pen and pad there waiting for me. So I picked it up and just started writing. And as as more as I started to write, I kept telling myself, there's no turning back. And it has continued and continued until the book was finally released formally on October the 12th. So uh, it was um, uh, a journey for sure. Um, You know, certainly revisiting a number of things that I had long buried. You know, oftentimes uh, we focus on what's in front of us. Um, and sometimes not even doing that, we're worried about what's next week and what's next year, um, mm-hmm. much less thinking back what happened to yourself five years ago, 15 years ago. And so I was forced doing this autobiography to really relive a lot of moments, um, again, trying to be authentic and to resonate with people who, um, would pick up the book and read it. And so it was an interesting journey, um, self-examination, if I may put it that way, but it was certainly worth it.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow, you know what? Uh, what I'm hearing is is though you obviously wrote this book for others to be blessed. You were you were. It sounds like you were blessed in the writing, just stopping to reflect on your life, to think about your life. Um, that 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 self-examination is a, is a, a a huge part of the Christian life, um, a, a a deeper life, a prayerful life. As as you were in some ways almost forced to do self-examination in in writing the book. What are what are some of the themes that came out for you? What are the, some of the things? That you learned in, in, in that process?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. You know, um, when I shared with some of my siblings that I was actually writing the book, um, and there are instances we talked about the difficulties, right? So the separation of my parents is one I, I often go back to. Um, and I never had a conversation with any of my siblings when this occurred. Wow. But when I told them I was writing the book and I made reference to specific examples, for the very first time, I heard from them how they felt about the very same situation I was writing about. And Mm -hmm. so the book not only was uh, uh, healing for me and allowed that self-examination as you spoke about, uh, and certainly there was an intention to inspire others, but it also allowed me to have finally these conversations that were long overdue Mm -hmm. with respect to how each other felt Mm -hmm. about these instances that we experienced growing up in the same household, the same community, but never really had the opportunity to talk about.
0: Mm, that's that's amazing. My, one of my mentors, Harold Percy, he always says. God's never just doing one thing at a time, and so here we are writing a book, and and that that relationship with your siblings that was blessed, in the conversations that led to that's 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 incredible. That's incredible, Steve. What about the title? How did you come up with the title "Driven to Succeed"? Because I know you know when when you title a message, even on a Sunday morning, there's a or you know whatever, even you know Matt who uh, Matt Grosso, who produces these podcasts, he he takes great attentiveness and time to put a title on each podcast. But a book, like a book, is that's pretty long lasting. And so it can be stressful to choose a title. So how did you come up with the the title and why Driven to Succeed as as the title?
1: Mm. Yeah, it was a lot of crumpled paper. Um, (laughs) (laughs) For sure, as your producer uh, probably already knows, a lot of crumpled paper. Um, But I was forced to ask myself, what is the common theme throughout the book, Mm. right? Um, And the common theme was the drive to succeed. Mm. despite all the challenges and the setbacks. Um, and so to me, it became very clear that that should be on the cover. That should be the title of the book. Uh, because there's no question, uh, even just from the feedback I've received already, that um, that there's that unwavering drive and the refusal to fail mm. um, is something that is prominent. And I felt uh, it, was, it was appropriate to put that uh, as a title of the book.
0: Mm, cool cool so can i ask what's next for you because my sense is if you have if you've written a book called driven to succeed it's not like you're done like like you you got you got lots of game you got lots of energy you got lots of life left god's never done this so so you know as you've kind of put this project together and i love that covid gave that opportunity that's that's really cool i hadn't, hadn't thought about how that gave you the time and space to, to do that um, yeah. What's, what's next for Steve Anderson? Like what, as you, as you, as you live yourself into the words of this book that you're offering to other people?
1: Uh, what's next for me? Uh, you know, uh, if somebody asked me a year ago, would this have been possible on the radar? I would have said no. So I, I think, uh, my answer to your question is, uh, and this may sound really cliche and stuff, but it's just to continue to be a better version of myself Um, and to be a blessing to my family and to my community. Mm -hmm. And however that shakes out, whether it's in my capacity as a lawyer or as uh, an elected official or now as an author or some other way. Um, You know, when I get up in the morning, it's, you know, my prayer is, you know, not what great success could come my way. It's uh, I'm asking God to put me in a position where I could bless other people. And Mm -hmm. so uh, I think with that understanding and that leading, I'm open to the opportunities because I don't see them that's around the corner I don't have that prophetic view uh, but I'm just certainly open to the opportunities and once the door is open you know I'm prepared to go through it
0: mm, that's awesome I love it what a great way to go through life it, you know uh, yeah and 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 um, I love your reflection Steve that, that a year ago you, you didn't know this book was on the agenda and you know here so so it's kind of exciting to think what, 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 what might come well uh, who knows but you're open to it and it's going to be good <laughs> <laughs> so absolutely, so. <laughs> absolutely absolutely um steve if people want to pick up a book what's what's the best way for them to to get some information about that to find the book because uh, yeah just really want to help people know about this and uh, and be inspired by this incredible resource that you've put out
1: mm-hmm. well the book uh, as we've mentioned is driven to seed, so here your viewers your can actually see it Yep. Um, you can get it on my website at www.driventosucceed.ca, or you can go directly to Amazon and get yourself a copy. And if you're in the Orangeville area, a local bookstore called Booklore in Orangeville. So for your listeners who may be in and around that area, yep. you can certainly go and support a local bookstore and, and grab yourself a copy there.
0: That's awesome. That's that's great. Yeah, that's. I mean, many people listening live in Brampton, but a uh, nice little drive up to Orangeville. Have, a, have an afternoon in a, in a beautiful little town and pick up an awesome book. Uh, yeah, what's the, what's the bookstore called, Steve? The bookstore,
1: Lord, called booklore
0: Booklore. Okay, cool, awesome, yeah. awesome. That's great. Well, Steve, thanks again for uh, for joining me today on the Good News Podcast, and uh, I uh, I feel like we might be doing some stuff together again. I'm open to Don't know what that is, but can't wait to see what God brings brings along. And uh, appreciate your time today. Would love to to say a prayer for for you for this conversation for our mm-hmm. listeners. And and for the the God's blessing on this on this book that you've been led to to put together and and offer the world, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: I would really appreciate that. Thank you.
0: Cool, cool. Let's pray. Yeah. Uh, loving and, and gracious God, thank you so much for the opportunity to have this conversation today. Uh, for the, the amazing the ways that you you lead us. Um, Steve uh, didn't even didn't even see this coming over a, year, a little over a year ago, and, and all of a sudden you. You give him a nudge and 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 he responds. And and there's a book called Driven to Succeed. We we pray that all of the words of this book would be your words, that they would bless the readers as they reflect and self-examine their own life and try to move past the challenges that life can bring to to find a new path, a new way, a new life forward. And and may you, oh God, continue to to bless Steve's life. Thank you for. All that he's doing these days, his openness to you, his desire every morning, as he's named, to get up, get out of bed, and be a blessing to those that he'll be with. What a great way to live. Thank you for the inspiration, your inspiration that we've experienced in this conversation today, and just entrust it all, our life, to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, Well, thanks again, Steve. Really appreciate your time and, and uh, loved this, this conversation. God, God bless you, my friend. And thanks again for being a part of the Good News Podcast today. My pleasure. Thank you. Oh, you're very, very welcome. And friends, thanks so much for joining us on the Good News Podcast. Please check it out. Get this book. Uh, you're going to be inspired just as I have been in this conversation. I can't wait to get a copy. I think I'm going to go up to Orangeville and grab one because that sounds like a great way to spend uh, a part of a day. Anyway, friends, God bless you. Until next time. Good to be with you today. Well, friends, I was uh, thinking at the end of the episode, I believe I probably said awesome to what Steve was saying like 10, 20 times in in that episode. Maybe not that many, but you get the point. I was moved. I was inspired. I was encouraged by Steve's story. One of the things that caught me was I just assumed that he had always wanted to write a book. This was part of his dream and plan for his life kind of amazing that during covid he has this moment where he decides i'm gonna write a book and then because it's covid he's actually got time to get it done that's cool who knows for us for you for me what might come down the pipe that we just didn't see coming that god's gonna bring and let's just be open to whatever comes along because steve was and wow he's blessed because of it and so are we he's got a great story about how he became mayor of Shelburne. And I hope to have him back. We hope to have him back on an episode in the future where he can share that story because I think you'll love that one too. Friends, thanks for being a part of the Good News family. And I hope you enjoyed today. God bless you wherever you are and whatever you got going on. If you could share this or like this or you want to follow us, follow us on Instagram, Good News with Jamie Holtham, We would love to have you be part of what we're doing. Thanks again. God bless you. Have a great day.